What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Split Line Off-Road Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Rodney Cooper. <laughs> Rodney Cooper, and joining, joining me today, as always, Brandon Whitehair. Sorry, guys. Uh, it's a little cold out in the uh, in the uh, uh, studio today, so I might have a little bit of. Uh, uh, fumbling of words, you know. <laughs> Little stutter bumps. Yeah. So, but uh, so yeah, we uh, we're back for our ninth straight episode, nine weeks strong, man. I feel like it's a habit now. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's, seems to be. You know what? This last week, kind of, I was like, man, is, the, is it time for the podcast yet? Like, I feel like it's been a long time since we've been on, but it's only been a week. Yeah, well, we had a really good week this week as far as listeners go. Um, I, I'm shocked with how how much. Um, feedback we're getting for this uh, i mean brandon and i started this thing out just wanting to have fun and uh, enjoy talking about our favorite sport sports and um it's really turned out to be something awesome and people are really interested in listening to it and i'm shocked yeah yeah it, we've gotten some messages from some people and uh shout out to you guys thanks for listening and uh keep them coming guys it, it's uh we, we got some messages that kind of made me uh like excited so. it, yeah it, when you get that feedback it makes you feel really good about uh what you're doing even though like we really didn't expect anything going into this thing but it's turned out to be something cool so we'll just keep it going keep it rolling as long as you guys want to listen we're going to keep talking uh shocking as that sounds <laughs> I, I never thought people would actually be interested in listening to us talk <laughs> yeah yeah my, my wife doesn't like listening to me talk so <laughs> no my wife doesn't listen to the podcast either <laughs> oh, oh man uh so brandon did you end up doing anything this weekend riding wise no um but we did go trick-or-treating uh, i guess if you want to call it that but uh did some chunk of treats over at um rg almost heaven harley davidson yeah they did some stuff for the kids so that was that was pretty good shout out to them for that um and then uh we just you know guy got little guy got to go out and do some a little bit of houses there and uh dress up as spider-man so he's excited <laughs> um but uh i tell you what i want to throw a shout out to everybody out there uh I've seen so many Ronnie Mack costumes from kids on Facebook. Who would ever have thought that a, our sport would have a somebody who'd want to dress up like as Halloween? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's it's kind of cool. I actually seen one dad to let his kid cut his fenders for the next ra- the day <laughs> the race that day. So it was pretty cool. Did he let Did he let him cut his helmet as well? Yeah, actually, yes. He had a um, uh, like, a half faced helmet. You know. He didn't race. I don't know yeah, if he yeah. raced I'm with sure it like that. I'm sure he didn't race with it like but, that. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's really cool to see. Uh, Ronnie Mack, I'm sure you're not listening, but if you are, that's cool. Keep it up, man. <laughs> well, uh, we also went trick-or-treating this weekend. I got a little bit of a pet peeve. We went to Stonewall Jackson Resort for their trunk-or-treat, and we get to the entrance, and there was cars out to the main road. And I was like, oh, my gosh, we're going to be here forever. I was like, this better be worth it. <laughs> we wait in line for 45 minutes to an hour <laughs> to get up to where you it's a drive through So nobody got out of the car. There were six cars there, trunk or treating. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't think they expected to have the turnout they did. So uh, we were like, when we got there, I looked at Brittany. I was like, really? <laughs> so um, Six pieces of candy. Six pieces of candy. <laughs> <laughs> they were rationing because they didn't expect all those people. But, yeah, this weekend uh, I went to the Mountain State Hair Scramble Round 10 at the Wilderness, uh, hosted by our uh, good friend Bob Rittenhouse and uh, his wife, uh, mm-hmm. Melinda. Mm-hmm. Uh, they uh, <clears throat> they hosted that round, and uh, i tell you what, man, that was my first time out there at the water slide, and that was a really, really fun track. 
Yeah, it's always, like I said, kind of bummed about it. I didn't get to go. Unfortunately, uh, I got my part ordered, and it came in, put it on, and it was a, it was a dud. So had to call Rocky Mountain and um, see what was up with that. And unfortunately, they didn't get back in time with me, so had to order a $200 part that didn't work. Ouch. So I was, I was, I was bummed, um, but hopefully I'll have it ready for this weekend coming up. But, uh, yeah, it's a fun place out there. I was really bummed I didn't get to go. Um, it's always a fun track and, and, uh, uh, just, it's a pretty cool atmosphere out there. Yeah. I want to give a shout out to Shane Evans and Adam McGill. They took the overalls and the adult bike and the adult ATV, uh, races this, uh, this weekend at the mountain state race. And man, I just can't say enough good things about mountain state and how they've put on this year. Um, <clears throat> just a top class, uh, top notch, um, racing series that they put on this, this year. So shout out to, um, um, Richie R- yeah, Richie Nolan and, uh, the whole mountain state crew, um, uh, just really impressed with what they were able to do this year and how how uh, they ran their series. Uh, like I said, top notch people and uh, put on a really fun series. Yeah, you know, if you're always try to support the people around you that are you know doing locals because uh, you know without them we wouldn't have any racing at all. So make sure you always try to support your your local race uh, series. Yep, yep. So that was a that was a fun race. Uh, real quick summary of my personal race. Uh, I got off to a decent start. Um, Went into the woods second, stalled the bike out, <coughs> and got passed by a couple guys. Um, got behind uh, one of the top guys in the class, and I thought, well, I'll just pace him and you know, see if I can get around him. Uh, ended up trying to uh, pass him on a hill climb and got uh, my right rear tire got stuck in a dirt bike rut. <laughs> and ended up having to back all the way off that hill. I lost all kinds of time, but uh, somehow I was able to put in a charge make it back up towards the front and uh, making the pass for the lead uh, going into the last lap and uh, bring it home for the win for the final round. So that was a pretty awesome way to wrap up my season. Uh, Pretty pumped about that. So we'll wait and see what the uh, official points say whenever they come out. Uh, But I think we're looking pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's awesome, man. Um, Anytime you can get a win and, you know, do good in in your overall, that's awesome. Uh, Congratulations on that. (laughs) Yeah, thanks, bud. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Maybe – Maybe we can break the bike out one more, one more, uh, one more weekend this year, and uh, maybe go do like a buddy race or something. Well, I mean, fast tracks last race is this weekend coming up. This weekend coming up. Yep. Saturday. Come. Is I mean, it a Saturday buddy race? and Sunday? No, it's not a buddy race. It's, <laughs> it's just GP straight out. But. Would you, Would you jump on the old Honda for a buddy race? <laughs> yeah, I probably would. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so uh, with that being said, let's go ahead and uh, talk about this upcoming weekend. We got the last round uh, for GNCC National uh, Cross Country Races, and it's going to be at the CJ Raceway in West Virginia. Yeah, they're going to call it the Buckwheat 100. Buckwheat 100. I would like to have a plaque that says Buckwheat 100 on it. <laughs> I think the I think uh, they're not probably having the Buckwheat Festival out there. I don't think at this this year with everything going on, but they might. I'm probably not. Sure. not. Probably not. If, Rona that'd just be, destroying That would have been pretty cool if they would have had the festival and, and uh, the race all in the same same weekend and week. That would have been pretty cool. So. That would have been pretty cool. That would have been awesome, like have bikes in the parade and all oh, that yeah. stuff. That would have been pretty cool, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, that uh, that's not how it worked out this year. You know what? you got to give a shout-out to the GNCC Nation for the way that they've been able to uh, orchestrate this year's uh, schedule because they ended up having to do a lot of rescheduling and, and adjusting of their schedule along with a lot of other sports, but they did it on the fly, and uh, they're 
you know, really proud of the fact that they were the first uh, series, professional series to come back this year after the coronavirus um, episode that we had at the beginning of the year. And they did it successfully. Um, you know, so you got to give them a big shout out. They, anytime they had uh, something adversity uh, step in front of them and they had to readjust their schedule, uh, you know, traveling from state to state and trying to play with that schedule, I'm sure was tough. Trying to find venues that say, hey, you know, call up uh, somebody and say, hey, can we bring 10,000 people <laughs> into a big field and uh, have a good time? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shout out to the landowners as well for letting us uh, come out and play on your fields and your land. So that's always a pl plus and positive. So. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, we want to give a huge shout out to GNCC Nation and all the people that made the efforts to uh, put the racing series on this year because you and I both know that, that that series alone is probably the the biggest grassroots series uh you know, for our type of sport, our type of racing, um, you know, nationally based. And uh, um, that's just kind of where, you know, everybody likes to, everybody likes to be. And uh, they had a really good turnout for the, uh, for the Ironman. I saw the official turnouts. They had, um, what was it? Uh, over a thousand bikes, well over a thousand bikes, maybe yeah. like 2000 bikes. Uh, they had wasn't almost, it? almost a thousand just in the AM class. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so <laughs> and then, and then, um, like 800 uh, quads. So, I mean, shout out to them. So that's awesome. Yeah. But, so uh, let's move on and uh, make our predictions for this week's uh, uh, pro pro races, um, G uh, ATV and bikes, and uh, uh, see what we think is going to happen in those races. <clears throat> yeah. Um, they're coming back to West Virginia, um, and you're going to be kind of close up by the Mason Dixon a little bit, a little bit um, more on the West Virginia side, but. Uh, um, you know, right now Bryson Neal has got the speed. He's the man right now, so I'm gonna go Bryson Neal on top, and uh, we're gonna go Adam McGill second this week. Mm -hmm. The Gator, he's gonna be home. He ain't got that far to travel. Um, he's used to that uh, probably that property up there. I'm sure he's raced it a couple times. So um, I'm gonna put the old Gator in second, um, and then uh, third I'm gonna put uh, Cole Richardson. I like those picks. Uh, I tell you what, man, I'm really excited about Bryson Neal and the way he's riding right now. He's he's on a mission, and I think it goes beyond 2020. I think he's on a mission, getting himself mentally uh, and mentally prepared for the uh, 2021 um, uh, championship campaign. And uh, I'm excited to see, you know, how he's going to go into this off season. Um, if he can get this race win, it's going to be a huge motivation uh, as far as. Uh, taking the last few wins and honestly being able to say that he should have won the other ones that he didn't win this year. So he's been able to, he's been able to win a few, but he's he's been up there in the mix in almost every single race since the break. So um, I look for him to really end the year with a statement and uh, kind of you know giving a statement to Walker Fowler, even though Walker Fowler I think is not racing this yeah, weekend. Um, he 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 wants to end the year saying that I'm the guy, I'm coming after you for, for the title next year. And I think it's going to be a close title next year. We're going to go over that when, in the offseason. But um, uh, I think that he, he's, becoming, he's becoming seasoned and he's becoming more experienced and ready to, to do battle um, for championship and not just for wins. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Bryce and Neil, um, like I said, he's, he's, he's right now he's the man. He's on fire. Uh, unless he would have another bike malfunction or something like that happen. Uh, I don't see why he wouldn't win. Um, 
But, yeah, I, I think he's going to be going in. Walker Fowler has probably got it in his mind, which I think he, I think he's already training for next year. Uh, I've seen some of his posts and stuff. And, uh, yeah. you know, he's telling them, come, come get me, boys, because I'm coming after you, I think. Walker's a, a different character as far as uh, motivation goes. Um, you know, when you're on top for so long, you have to find reasons to motivate yourself because a normal person – would get complacent. Mm -hmm. You're saying, you know, I've won the last five, six championships. I don't need to train as hard. I can, I got these guys covered. Um, and what makes a true long distance champion, somebody that is able to go year in and year out and continue to win the championship is, is finding those little edges to, to motivate yourself. Well, you know, what's going to make you get up early the next morning and go for that bike ride. What's going to make you go to the gym uh, tomorrow. And, um, you know, looking at, uh, Bryson Neal right now, I don't think he really needs much more motivation than that because Bryson, Bryson's, uh, obviously very motivated and ready to ready to roll. Yeah, he don't have anything to lose, you know what I'm saying? He he hasn't got a championship, so on the way he can go is up, hopefully. So. Yeah, and you know, for, for these quad guys, being on the top is everything as far as as far as like, you know, your livelihood is concerned and, and so you got a lot on the line um getting these wins. The whole off road community actually, because a lot of their money comes from winning mm -hmm. so you know i've heard uh walker say a lot that you know i get paid to win yeah <laughs> so yeah a, lo a lot of them actually have full-time jobs yeah you know so you know unfortunately they don't get a lot of support and you know to make it a just a career out of it i mean i'm sure walker probably doing pretty decent but um you know the rest of everybody underneath of him you know they haven't won a championship in a while so <laughs> yeah and, you know, uh, let's go to your next pick, uh, um, the Gator, yeah. Adam McGill. I look for him to also be up there running full uh, full speed this weekend. Uh, he looked looked pretty good yesterday <laughs> at the Mountain State Hair Scramble. Um, and as we've we've went back to this with him several times this year, the fact that he's he, he's been racing a lot of uh, local series, and um, he's just been getting a lot of racing time on the bike and not just training time on the bike and there's two di there's two different things there and even though there's nobody really competing with him at these local events he's still getting that race atmosphere and that race pace and the way the track's breaking down um so so i look for him to, to come out and have a good weekend as well and also be up there in the mix um yeah he's he, he's moving pretty fast yeah i mean like i said we're back home in, in the home state of the gator so um you know, anytime you got that, you got you got family and friends and and everybody in the woods there cheering for you. So um, to come uh, to come through here, and uh, I don't see why he couldn't put it up there. Maybe even you know, maybe even get another win. But way Bryson Neal's routed, I don't I don't know if that's possible for right now. Anybody to beat him? But uh, uh, yeah, Adam, good luck this weekend and uh, keep charging. Yeah, we hope you're listening, Adam. <laughs> And if you are, reach out sometime. We'll we'll try to we'll get you on the podcast. That's for sure. sure. Um, I think that uh, man, Coltrane, Coltrane's going to be going to be moving as well. Mm -hmm. Here's going to be my pick for the weekend. I think um, I think that Bryson's going to take the win. I think Cole Cole Richards is going to finish second, but I think it's going to be a close second because I think those two are pacing each other. They are stepping up as the they they're stepping up as the next bidders for the twenty twenty one campaign for the championship, and I I don't think Cole is far off of Bryson's pace. 
uh, it proved it last week. He he wasn't too far off of him, even, and, and Bryson was riding amazing last week. So I look for Cole Richardson to, to get up there and uh, uh, keep um, keep Bryson Neal honest. Yeah, uh, I think that it's going to be a close race. Um, I'll be interested to see how how that goes. Um, you're you know now that we're into the dead of fall, going into winter, you know you're going to get probably a wet slick track i would say up there um i don't think you're going to be worrying about dust <laughs> too much more this well, season i tell you what the weather this weekend at least down here in good old bridgeport and clarksburg it's be almost 70 degrees so this might be a beautiful day actually to go riding in november right right well uh that's yeah that could be a that could play a factor as well i think I think moisture has <laughs> set in for the winter, yeah. and um, uh, as far as like the temperatures go, I, you, I, you're not going to have a problem with cold or hot, so it's going to be kind of a perfect day for racing. Um, but yeah, I look for those two to probably make, break away from the rest of the pack and, and push push each other just like they did last last week at the uh, at the Ironman. Yeah, um, and also don't forget they're they're still battling for that second place spot. So they're you know they're battling for those second place uh, points and so they're going to have something to, to prove you know so uh, they're going to be say you know Cole Richardson say hey man not not too fast uh, you're going to have to follow me in the next year and, and I'm going to take that second but I think Bryson Neal's got like a four point lead going into this race so yeah right now Bryson's sitting at two thirty seven and um, Cole Richardson's sitting at two thirty three so. That's pretty close, yeah. um, and you know a little slip up uh, from Bryson and Cole could take that uh, points back, points uh, second place points lead back, and they've went back and forth a lot this year yeah. because they both. It seems like when one has had a bad race, the other one has had a good race. Um, but those two, I look for them to, to to be pushing each other to a next level, and it'd be interesting to see if they do break away and they have a very close battle. You know. What do you think that looks like? Do you think that that if they break away and they look they they look to be running the same pace, do we see a mistake from somebody? Do we see somebody push it a little bit too hard and break a bike? I'd say that final turn is going to be interesting. <laughs> uh, we've not seen a final turn uh, uh, for the lead this year, and um, you know the last race of the season, everybody wants to go in with the momentum. All bets are off when it comes to the final turn of the race. Yeah. So. Um, I would love to see that. I think that uh, you're onto something there with with the final <laughs> turn. If you call that one, that's <laughs> uh, that's going to be awesome. But um, um, I, I look, I, I'm interested to see how that race dynamic turns out. If it turns into a a uh, um, see who makes a mistake first, because you and I both know that when somebody's hot on your tail, you ride different. You oh. ride defensive. You're looking back a lot. Um, so, so that'd be awesome to see a race turn out like that. Uh, hopefully, hopefully they both get off to a good start, get the bikes fired, and get into the woods good and 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 clean and up in the front. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you know, it's racing; anything can happen, obviously. Um, but uh, you know, you can't forget. There's, there's, you know, there's more talent. You know, you got Jared McClure, um, that uh, Hunter Hart. Hunter Hart. He's yep. been uh, he's been trending up. He's been trending. He was going. up almost a podium this this past weekend. Yep. And uh, you know, you got Josh Merritt. Um, he's looking to to go out with the bang um you know see so you, you got you know all kinds of guys you know you got chris boris you yeah, know you never count him out yeah exactly and uh so you just never know and it's like i said it's racing comes down to comes down to whoever gets you know has a better day that day but uh 
It'd be interesting. Speaking of Chris Boris, real quick, I want to jump off the topic of uh, the actual GNCC race. I want to I want to talk about something I saw this weekend. I saw the video of Joel Hetrick um, answering like ten questions or whatever uh, on Rip It Up Films, talking about uh, uh, the new bike on the Yamaha and everything. And I heard him say an interesting comment, and I don't know how to take it because he said they said, you know, is Phoenix Racing going to Yamaha or is it just the quads? And Joel said, all the quads are going to Yamaha. The bikes are going to stay on, on Honda. I'm not saying that, that Chris Borsch is going to be on a Yamaha, but I think that is definitely something to look for going into next season because it would make sense for them to put him on a Yamaha as well because that is part of the, the same ATV team. So look for, look for I don't know, I didn't, I'm not confirming anything. I'm, I'm just saying that, that I'm putting kind of uh, pieces of the puzzle together. And if that's the case, uh, that'll be interesting to see how he does going into next year on the Yamaha. Yeah, I mean, you might have heard it first right here, guys. Never know. You might have. <laughs> might have. And if that is true, I did know what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you can't, can't, can't count Chris Borsch out for this year. I don't know if he's had a podium yet this I year. I don't think. But, you, hey, you know, last race And if he season. hasn't had a podium this year, it might be the first year that he's not had a podium, except for the other year that he was on a Yamaha. But um, we know that that wasn't his, his best year as well. So I think he's going to – you know, everybody wants to go out with a bang mm-hmm. in the final race of the season. And um, – um, like you said, you can't count out the sneaky snake either. Yeah. He's going to be he's going to be uh, wanting to get a podium as well. But um, um, my podium picks for this weekend is going to be Bryson Neal with the win, Cole Richardson with a close close second. I think it's going to I think they're going to push each other to the limits for that race. And I think third is going to be Hunter Hart. Ooh. Yep, I think third's going to be up. Hunter Hart. Checking it up. Yep, <laughs> I think I think McGill's going to finish fourth. I okay. think he's going to be up there, but I think uh, the youth of Hunter Hart is going to come out, and he he wants to get his uh, podium for the year as well. So um, he's got the speed. This you know slick, tacky tracks. I feel like it's probably going to be his uh, his bread and butter, mm-hmm. and um, I think that he's going to come out and, and and put it put on a show. Uh, last. The last time that uh, he raced, um, the last race of the year, he won. So uh, maybe he can have his best race, last race of the year again this year. Yeah. Uh, like I said, it's going to be a great, great, uh, great weekend to ride up there. So um, we have nothing to do this weekend. Head up, grab your four-wheeler, and uh, head up and give her give her a shot. Yeah. I think uh, I think our, our buddy Josh Merritt, I think he's going to be up there uh, bidding around that top five uh, position yeah. as well. Because uh, – um, you know, he, we talked to him last week. He let us know that his ribs are feeling better mm-hmm. um, after after riding at the Ironman, <clears throat> which we didn't know they were, were hurting <laughs> before that. But uh, it's good to know that he's healthy and he's ready to go. Uh, I think that he's going to be up there. I'd like to see him riding with the likes of people like Borsch and mm-hmm. people like uh, um, um, Cole, or, I'm sorry, um, Hunter Hart and uh, – uh, uh, all, all those guys because if he's up there and riding with those guys he's getting that experience he's getting that up there and, and and seeing that speed more and that's what you need to get to that next level like he said he's kind of in the middle of that of that uh lower tier pack and that upper upper pack yeah so uh, i think that he'll be uh he'll be ready to go it only takes uh just a little bit of a click for you that day and you know, you know how it is as a rider you just some tracks you just feel and some tracks you don't. So maybe he feels it and gets up there and does pretty good. Yep. Um, but the bikes are going to be interesting too. Yeah. So uh, that's another 
you know, I, I think, you know, we're talking about a lot of the jockeying for position for the 2021 campaign and and just had something just had something fall on my head <laughs> there's no shortage of that in the bikes um those guys are 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 wanting to get the petting pecking order uh, established going into the off season and they're wanting to show you know show who who's the boss going into the off season and i don't think that you can you can't count out there's probably what Four, five guys that if they would win, you wouldn't be surprised. No, no. Um, you know, you got Josh Strang, Stu Baylor, Thad Duvall, Michael Lane. I mean, Lane Michael. I do that all the time. <laughs> I don't know why I do that, but I do that. Lane Michael. It's what happens when you have two first names. <laughs> <laughs> Lane Michael. Um, you know, and then you got, you know, a Grant, uh, Grant Baylor as well. So, and Ben Kelly, you know. There's, you just you, you can – I think I said that. Did you say that? Okay, my bad. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, <laughs> but you know, there's there's a handful of guys. Easy, you can throw in the mix. Uh, and um, and Caleb Russell. I mean, this is his last race, um, so you never know what you're going to see from that guy. So he might be out there drinking a beer, going around the track, or he might be out there going fifth gear pin. So you never know. <laughs> you never know what you're going to see from Caleb Russell, especially <laughs> the last race of his career. That's right. Uh, so look look for some. Uh, Look for some interesting things going on he in, might in even, that pit. He might even steal his son's 50 and go out there and run him. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> might be out there on a pit bike. Who yeah. knows? Who knows what he's going to do in his last race ever. So, yeah. <laughs> keep, uh, keep an eye out for what uh, uh, for for what the uh, champ is going to be doing uh, this weekend because I bet you it's going to be pretty special. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he's going to go out with the bang. You know, might have some fireworks <laughs> or something. You never know about that guy. Win or lose, he's going to go out there and he's going to have fun and uh, um, show everybody why he's – why he's the defending champ. champ yeah. Um, but as far as the uh, the the overalls concerned, um, who you put, who you hedging your bets on this weekend? Man, I'm putting Stu Baylor on top. Uh, I was just I was going through social media and I was following Thad and and Stu and those guys and uh, they were down racing in Alabama and uh, Stu won again down there against yeah. Thad and, and his brother Grant and yeah. Thad. So you know you got. Three top, you know, three top guys, and Thad uh, was like, "Those guys are on a different level right now." So, yeah, I don't see. I see, you know, Stu Baylor, and then Josh Strang, and then I'm gonna put Ben Kelly up there on the podium. Nice. Those are my three. So. I am not going to pick the same people just to be different. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go. Well, you already got to go with Stu on the top because you said you're finishing him out. Oh, daggone it. I did say that, didn't yep, I? Yep, you did. Did I say Stu or did I say I was going to pick Blue Crew for the finish <laughs> out? I think, you put, I think you put Stu up there. I Dang don't know. It. I mean, Dang it. You were wanting to go Lane Michael, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's possible, man. He's, he was okay, from, just because – okay, I, I promise Brandon and I are going to pick the same people and be boring every week. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just for the sake of honoring my word, I'm going to pick Stu – to uh to win and um um i mean there's really no reason to think that he's not going to win um but uh i think that uh i think lane michael's going to have a good race this weekend this is close to his home territory um he's had some disappointing finishes for the way he's ridden lately um so i'm going to give him the the nod for second place this weekend i think he's gonna come out there i think he's going to come out and, and, and prove a point that this may have not been the best results compared to the way he's been riding this year. I think that he's going to come out there and he's, he's going to run fast and he's going to um, stick with his teammate. 
this weekend. I think he's going to finish second. Yeah, I mean, Lane's definitely got the speed. There's no doubt about that. Um, he's just got to put it all together for three hours. So, um, you know, look back to the Mason Dixon. He doesn't – you know, he starts wearing down a little bit. But, you know, if he doesn't go down, I don't I don't see why he's not on the podium. So, um, I, I for sure – I don't I don't want to not say he's not going to be on the podium because that makes my picks wrong. But, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he's not up, up there. Yeah, I think that um, I think that he's going to be up there. I think he's going to battle battle with his uh, with his teammate for sure. And then for my third place position, I'm going to be picking Ben Kelly. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. <laughs> no, just, <laughs> he's just a solid podium guy every week, I'll week in you, and week man, out. He's due. He's really due. Ben Kelly. I I kind of feel bad for him because he's like always right there, second, third, st- second, third. And and the dude, you know, he's got speed because if you watch the last race, he was back in like seventh or eighth, and the next thing you know, he's up on the podium again. So it's 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 hard to count him out, and he's due. So you never know; you might see Ben Kelly on top of the podium. But like I said, like we said, there's a bunch of guys out there that can be on the podium this week on the bike class. So. What's exciting about the bike classes? I I feel like there's always potential if if people don't have mess ups, there's always potential for there to be a a five-way break a five uh, a five rider breakaway and and have mixing of, of of that many riders up there for for the for the whole race because we know that those guys can all run that pace so so it'll be interesting to see you know like we can't f- forget about strang he won last race so you know he could be up there in the mix and we're not even putting him on the podium this I weekend did. i did did I you i put him one second oh okay well whatever <laughs> <laughs> man you don't listen to me at all you're like my wife <laughs> <laughs> just talking, 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 no answers, I'll tell you. Yeah, okay, no, I'm whatever, whatever. <laughs> joke, joke, joke. It's a good thing she don't listen. <laughs> she has, She listens to, to you talking enough in real life. That's, no that, no way. I mean, you think she wants to listen to you talking in her free time of not having to listen to you talk? <laughs> you took the word right out of her mouth. <laughs> yeah, that, it's going to be uh, It's going to be interesting uh, to see to see what happens this weekend with, with those guys. Um Man, we're not putting Caleb Russell on the podium. I know. Well, you know, I just I don't know if he's going to take it serious or if he's going to, or if he's going to try to go out with the bang. And you just never know what that um, what he's going to do. So he might try to go out and make a statement record and beat everybody by like three minutes. Who knows? I don't know what his, <laughs> what his record is or beating somebody. I'd have to look it up. But uh, I think he's made enough statements in his career. <laughs> you never know. So you just never know about him. Or he might, like I said, he might be out there just. Casual stroll, yeah. You know, I, I I look for him to 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 go out there and just have fun in his last race. I think that that everybody else has more stuff to prove than what he does, and um, um, I'm excited to see what actually. I'm like, I'm more excited to see what he does next year. Uh, that's going to be something we're going to be able to talk about this winter. Um, um, I'm excited to see if he got, goes and does the pro motocross thing. Mm-hmm. Um, um, if he if he is. You know he's going to be bringing so many fans from GNCC with him that uh, he's going to be a fan favorite, like just like that. <laughs> yeah, uh, it'd be something cool. Uh, you don't see it too many guys going from GNCC to Moto, so that'd be pretty cool to see if that would happen. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be an interesting race this week, and I tell you, it's yeah. Everybody wants to go out, and we've said it over and over, but everyone wants to go out and, and prove to their sponsors why they deserve next year. You know what they're capable of. And nobody wants to <clears throat> end the last race on a bad note. 
Unless your season's gone like crap anyways and you just <laughs> want to get it over with. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Um, yeah, hopefully everybody's able to get the rides next year again. You know, hopefully everything with the COVID and stuff lets these sponsors still be able to keep giving money and donating um, to the back to the sport and to the riders. So it would be great to see. Um, yeah. So what do you want to talk about next? <laughs> <laughs> Cut, edit, <laughs> nah. Um, I think that uh, there's been a couple moves over on the pro motocross, uh, pro supercross side that we need to touch on a little bit. Uh, yeah. Sir Malcolm Stewart has uh, has went to Blue Crew. Yeah, which I don't think anyone, which I don't listen to other podcasts like you do, but I don't think, I don't know if anyone's seen that coming. No, people weren't really seeing that coming. A lot of people were talking about how, like, how they were kind of wondering, like, what is he doing Um because the team that he was on, they hit his best year ever, and it seemed like things kind of went sour there. Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing is, is, is his gear deal with Seven. Um, which he's, he's keeping it. Which he's keeping it, yes. yes. He's very loyal to that gear deal for some reason or another. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, he, um, uh, he, yeah, he's very loyal to that gear deal, and, and so that had to come with him. So there was only so many spots that he could go to. And so, plus, he's only a supercross rider. He's only a supercross rider. He says he wants to go outdoors, but nobody believes him. Come <laughs> on. Um, so, Star Yamaha, he's going to be racing Star Yamaha in the 450s. Um, and, you know, why not Star? Everybody else is on <laughs> Star. Uh, but uh, do you th- is it supercross only? He well, I'm not. I didn't look at the deal very good, but I mean, I just figured it was because that's all he that's all he seems to ride anymore is just supercross. So. Um, I would say that that's what it is, but I, I could be wrong. I'd have to, you know, read up on it some more. But uh, whoever started the Supercross only guys, I think it might have been like Chad Reed or someone that didn't want to beat themselves up out in the outdoors. But I think if you want to do Supercross, you got to do outdoors too. But that's just my opinion. Okay, so let's talk about this for a second. <clears throat> what is your favorite to watch, Supercross or outdoors? I love both. Okay, the reason why Supercross this is my this is my thought on this. I, I go to Indianapolis almost every year, um, for like the last seven years. Anyways, um, uh, we what's cool about Supercross is you get a different atmosphere, um, and you can see the whole race mm-hmm. from your seat. Yeah. Um, now, when you go to outdoors, unfortunately, unless you unless the track is set up just right, you're going to miss a couple of things. And there's so many riders and some, but but as a a fan, you have I think you can have a little bit more fun because you know you can bring your beer cooler from the parking lot inside <laughs> and all that stuff. So you always have a good time, you know. And uh, but you just don't get to see the whole track. You know what I'm saying? Right. You do, if if somehow they could take that atmosphere from Supercross and put it in to the outdoors, like your main opening ceremonies, mm-hmm. man. I'm telling you, that is. Like if you don't have your hair, if your hair is not standing up on your arms and on your back by the time you're like, give me a bike, let me go yeah, ride. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, there's something wrong with you. You shouldn't even be there because like I get so pumped up, like I'm ready to go. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> put me in, coach. Yeah, I think that. Uh, so I love Supercross and motocross almost for two different reasons. I love Supercross because, like you said, it's a show and 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 it's so technical. And those guys. Like what they do on supercross tracks and the precision that those guys ride with and and then are able to not only ride such a precise track but to ride it and be competitive with each other on it is amazing and it's incredible. But I like 
outdoors because it is it is just insane speed and like it's more about just blistering pace and endurance and and it's just two different things that I love so much. It's a man sport. It is a man sport <laughs> and and it's and it's a tough it's a toughness thing. And there's always been talk of like, you know, supercross being the only thing people do and motocross going away. And I never want to see that happen because motocross is such a unique uh, sport and they're so different that 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 you can't you can't have one without the other. <laughs> yeah. You can't well, because I mean that's where it all started. It all started. It, it, so that's what I'm getting at. I love the fact that Supercross is like new and inventive, inventive, and like they they do they do the triple crowns and they do Monster Energy Cup normally year yeah. except you know this year is kind of crazy. They're not getting to have it straight rhythm. I love all that stuff, but I love the the roots and the tradition of of motocross. So. If you had to pick one and one only, what would it be? Well, I'd obviously pick moto just because, like, not everybody has, like, around here, could you name me a supercross track that you can go play on? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, us, you know, we always had Pyramid down the road. And, you know, you go another hour or something or two hours up the road somewhere and you can find a good motocross track. But, like, you know, I've already been looking around, you know, for out, you know, for – indoor series is through the winter time for my boy and there's not very many that you can count around here so fast tracks fast, fast tracks plug yeah yeah so <laughs> fast tracks barn series um and then the switchback they usually have something up there but it's it's no nothing near to what supercross like a supercross track should be you know yeah. what i'm saying well the, and here's my point with with what i'm saying is like i love motocross so much because i don't feel that you and as far as tradition goes, now you can have a professional series, but I don't think you can have Supercross without motocross. Exactly, yeah. You can't do it. Because because at one point in time, Supercross basically was an indoor motocross. Yeah. You know, that's that's where it came from. And then it's just it's just evolved over the years and to to being the technical only superior athletes can ride that it is now. Um like you said, though the show, the showmanship that that comes with the Supercross series, it's amazing and it's it, it's second to none. Um, but uh, I think that yeah, you, you love to watch the outdoors because you love to watch the the cream rise to the top and the men stand up and 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 it's it's more. I think these guys they have to be in better shape for super, for motocross. Oh, for sure. Um, I think Zach Osborne and and some other guys have said it on the podium. If you want to win. It, it comes down to who wants to suffer the most. Mm -hmm. It's you know that not, word "suffer" has been used a lot not, the last couple of years. Trust me, they suffer. <laughs> they suffer. They suffer. I mean, remember last year talked I uh, talk about um, uh, Ken Rocks and uh, uh, throwing up in his helmet as he's. <laughs> and this is one of the most in shape people in the world. Yeah. Not just in our sport, in the world, people have no people that don't race motocross and don't race uh, bikes, and you and I know just at a very little extent as to what these guys actually go through. We know a little bit, but we don't know the extent. We, we, we know enough to appreciate what they do and appreciate the uh, endurance and the physicality that they have to, to be able to do what they do, to be able to run with these heart rates through a motocross race that is 25 minutes long. 
that it's unheard of. That's unheard of. Doctors say that no, you can't do that. But these guys do it. They do it. There's proof with it because they wear the heart monitors. Works, yeah. So it's insane. It's insane <laughs> to, to 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 see what these athletes do. It's funny you say that because you know I was I've been training you know at a gym and stuff and we got some trainers up there and they've even had some trainers come in and I've been talking to them about it like hey you know you know can you give me some pointers what I could do through the winter. You know, what could help my, you know, heart rate and all this stuff. And they're like, well, what do you need it for? You yeah. just sit on a bike. Yeah, it's yeah. like, really? You need, to, you need to train for that. So we, we started talking and, you know, I was like, yeah, you know, most of the time I've, I've had a heart rate or heart rate monitor on me and um, before, like on the gate. And, you know, I'm, I think one time I was up to like 180. Yeah. And they're like, what? 180? Like, <laughs> that's not good for you. That's unhealthy. And, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um, so they, they were like, dude, there's no way you should be doing that. So, but it happens. I mean, these guys, you know, they train like that. They train for their heart to where, you know, at 160, our hearts are probably like 200 easy. Yeah. If you would put yourself in their shoes. Um, but to me, the outdoor nationals, man, it, if you've ever been just to High Point, if you just go to High Point and look at the track when they're when those guys are done with it. There's ruts so de- deep up off the faces. You're just like, if you never hit a rut off a jump before, I haven't. Go, 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 try, <laughs> go try it because I guarantee you, as an amateur, the first couple times you do it, you're you're, you're not going to be ending up where you thought you're going to end up because you can cross rut real easy, and it's just insane how those guys ride like that all the time. And another thing that you gotta love about you just mentioned High Point, which is an iconic motocross track. Ironman is not an iconic motocross track, but it's getting there. Yeah. It's getting there. Um, you got your new stuff with with WW Ranch Ironman, but bud. you got your Red Bud. Your Red Bud is iconic. Um, you got all these races that you know, Morocco's Leap. You got all these races that have like, like this track has been the same forever. And they did switch it up like two years ago, but it's okay. <laughs> what, what which track? High Point. Well, yeah, yeah, but but what I'm saying is, is like it's still the same, but it's it's the same, um, it's the same field. It's yeah. the, like and they did switch it up, but like you know, you you have your obstacles that are iconic in yeah. in motocross. You don't have that in supercross. You have this the venues like yeah. Daytona. Yeah. There's Anaheim. so much history at Daytona, Anaheim. You have all of that, but the tracks are different, um, I, and that's why I think that motocross has its place in the sport for. The reasons that we're saying is is, is it's a tradition. It's mm. tradition. It's suffering. It's a man's man's sport. And then Supercross is the technical showman sport. And but you love both of them for different reasons, for the same reasons yeah. and different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and a lot of people don't realize this. Most of the guys get their pro license going through the outdoor series. Yes. Um, so they get their pro license because you can't even ride a Supercross or try to even qualify without your pro license. So without the moto aspect of it, a lot of these guys wouldn't even have their pro license. And, you know, but what, I, what I'm what i kind of concerned about as far as mo- – not really concerned too much. I don't think motocross is going anywhere. But you see a lot of these guys coming up through the ranks that are – young kids and they're becoming super cross specialist before they're even 12 years old yeah you know and that that i don't like that because they're going to go into the pro ranks with the mindset that i don't want to race outdoors because that's not what i specialize in i specialize in super cross because that's what my dad 
had me rod because he had the ability to have a supercross track in our backyard. I want it to be, I want it to always be the way it's always been. <laughs> I want these guys to have to go through the, the, the motocross ranks to get to the supercross because I don't want to lose supercross. And I don't, I don't want it to become two different series where you have your motocross guys and you have your supercross guys. I want the both to be, because then you're going to have that, that battle of who's a better rider, the supercross guys or the motocross guys. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you know, me and Dan was always talking. We talk a lot about that stuff. And we were – you remember when the MXGP came over and they ran at Charlotte inside the Charlotte Speedway and made a big old motocross track inside the Charlotte? Sand. yeah. <laughs> okay, so what they did, you know, as we saw that, we're like, oh, boy, this is what this is what motocross is going to come to in the United States because what happens is the fan base can get a seat and then they can see mm -hmm. the whole track like mm -hmm. I was talking about before. Mm -hmm. So – you know, as a business aspect, why not, you know, your, your fans are going to like it better and to get to see the whole track and, and this and that. So that might be something you might see happen. It's going to be hard, I'd say, because of all the venues that you have to come up with and all that. But I wouldn't mind seeing it a little bit. Um, just not every weekend. Just, you know, if you throw like a Charlotte Speedway or um, – I don't, I don't even know other venues that would be capable of something like that. But if you throw – one, two of those in a season, that would be fine. But, you know, I don't think – you can't have the Red Bud no. um, fan base and the Red Bud atmosphere stuffed into a a, a, um, a venue like Charlotte Speedway. So Well, I always say elevation, change, elevation changes is what makes motocross. Absolutely, absolutely. And without – you don't get a little bit of ele elevation change unless you, like – build something up in the Las Vegas stands like they've done it for Supercross before, you know, when they go. And, and then, yeah, you're not going to have like the long that. hill climb that you yeah. have at Spring Creek and then coming off that hill. At Millville and, yeah. Yeah, and those guys, they talked about like, it's scary coming off those hills and you will never be able to duplicate that inside a stadium. No, no so, so I, I don't see it happening. I, I like not, I would, I wish it doesn't because like I said, the moto, the moto side of, of is riding is what what we've grown up to known to be you know yeah. so um so hopefully it doesn't happen and hopefully um, a lot of these guys don't start becoming super cross specialists um hopefully malcolm does start going outdoors maybe it'll keep i would people. like to see star make him go outdoors because star does really good in outdoors in the in the 250s and i'm interested to see how that turns out um it, you know that may be an already a done deal we don't know we didn't really look into the uh the, um, the, fine print. the fine print like like good journalists would do. <laughs> Did you ever think you'd be called a journalist? No, we're not journalists. I'm, not, I'm not, definitely not a journalist. <laughs> no, we're just two rednecks with a computer and two microphones is what we are. <laughs> but um, I didn't think we were going to get on this topic, but yeah, it's mean, been fun. Yeah. Um, another big shock, um, Dean Wilson starts training with Alden Baker today. As of today, he's an out of out and Ooh, that's Baker. a bombshell you just dropped on me. I really? didn't know that. Didn't know that. I did not know that. Yeah, he had posted a picture on his Instagram and said, My pants are getting a little too tight and then he dropped the bomb that he's going to Out and Baker. Nice. So start training with him. Yeah, I'm gonna be really looking forward to seeing what uh what goes on there with that. <laughs> if you want to talk about suffering, that guy's got a that guy's probably got a whole new world coming to him. Because Alden Baker does not mess around with this. No, guys. well it's it's funny that that um that they dropped once one rock star Husqvarna rider for another, so um, that I, it's not actually not shocking to see Dean go there. Um, I'm interested to see how he does. Um, he needs he needs something big to happen this year, I think. Yeah, 
you know, I think that's what he's thinking too. Like, okay, his personality has carried him a lot along, and that's not saying anything because the guy's an amazing oh, rider, but he's been can... he's been plagued with injury after injury, um, and you know, to see him go down in the Monster Energy Cup like he did last year, mm-hmm. this past this past uh, Monster Energy Cup, is that when he busted himself pretty good over that? Uh, was he hitting a quad or something? Yeah. Hit his, hurt his hip. I think he broke. That might have been. That's monster. when he broke his hip. Yeah. yeah. I mean, God, that race didn't even mean anything, and he and he got hurt. I mean, he was racing for a million. I mean, we. Uh, he wasn't <laughs> racing for. A, I mean, he was. He was, but 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 he wasn't really going to be up there with those Cali guys right then. I'm not saying anything bad about Dean, but he wasn't going to win that race. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, so hopefully Dean Wilson. Uh, can get some get some good pointers, and I'm sure, like I said, Alden Baker's gonna put him through the ringer because that's what he does with all of his guys. So. Is that what you're, you're? Are you going to come out and announce that you're going to Alden's next year? No, no way. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd rather go to the military. <laughs> you need to go to go to the Cooper compound. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, and then, uh, so you riding this weekend? If I can get this part. Yes, I'm playing oh, on Rocky. Man, Rocky Mountain. Come on, Rocky Mountain. You're better than that to do that to <laughs> yeah, old Brian boy. To call we had me today. we had so many good plans coming we up did. into this weekend. We were going to be at the same track. We we're going to pit for each other. And then I get a picture of a busted part that just came in the mail, and Brandon's out. <laughs> yeah, Brandon's I out. I was like, I called him up, and they're like, Oh, I got to speak to the warranty department. I'm like, Okay, so I sent an email and picture as fast as I could. So I was like, Okay, well it's the middle of the week. Rocky Mountain can usually get my part to me in two days. I would have expected they would have sent you the new part before well, you sent back was, the old part. I know. I was like, come on, i got to race this weekend. Is there any way you can help me? I'm like, no, sir, you cannot. Do you have to wait for that? <laughs> so, oh, jeez. And then, so I called him. I still haven't heard from him. I called him this morning, and they're like. That's not typical Rocky Mountain well, fashion. This, well, they said, uh, they said uh, well, right now our warranty department is backed up for a week. So you, we're, we're hoping to get back to you today since you called in. But Blame it on st- Carol Baskin. St- st- still, have, <laughs> still have no phone call or email from him, so i don't know i'm uh, hoping i'm gonna try to get it together well it's p- probably a good thing it may have been you take instead of somebody out instead of somebody else it may have been you that took almost took bob and i out under that canopy this weekend <laughs> well if i would have saw you and bob standing there i would have i would have definitely roosted you guys or something bob, bob has it coming <laughs> bob and i about got killed this weekend <laughs> Just sitting there talking, and some some two wheel rider decides to take out our canopy. <laughs> I owe Bob a lot of uh, uh, a lot of uh, torture. Knock the glasses off of his head and everything. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "What the heck was that?" There's a dirt bike just coming through our pit. <laughs> oh shoot! Fun weekends. Fun weekends uh, at the races. The diaries of Bob Rittenhouse. That's a uh, that's a whole that's a whole winter to cover right there. Do you think we should have Bob come on the podcast sometime? We're, we're gonna have to. You know, I tell you what, that guy right there, he can uh, give you some tips and tricks, and uh, uh, especially for those Hondas, man. If you ride a Honda, Bob, he can. I got a funny story for Bob for this weekend. Go ahead. So we're sitting there at the track. Uh, I, I took my um, took my trailer out Saturday, and uh, I'm sitting there talking to Bob and everything. And there's this there's this kid walking around, and he was like, "Where did you put it, Bob? <laughs> Does this seem about right for Bob?" <laughs> Bob's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't do nothing with it. You must have lost it. The kid is looking for his dirt bike. <laughs> it's uh, it was his it was his nephew, and uh, uh, Bob hid his dirt bike somewhere. And he and then Bob told him he's like, I put it in the woods over there, not even close to where he put it. So that's typical Bob fashion. He probably took a quart of oil and 
poured it out <laughs> underneath the bike to make him think that the bike's <laughs> leaking oil too. So, oh, shoot. yeah, that's uh, that's good old Bob. Maybe we should have Bob on sometime. We'll That'll be fun. Yeah, we'll have to do uh, like I said, a diary of Bob Rittenhouse's garage. I think we should have a um um. And listeners, let us know if you if you want to hear this. I think we should have a uh, um the history of uh, Pyramid Valley and. Uh, and uh, just some Pyramid Valley stories for, for one episode. One full episode just <laughs> packed full of Pyramid. Yeah, we can definitely get some uh, get some people on here that uh, got some stories about Pyramid, that's for sure. Yeah, we'll get Danny on. Yeah. We'll get... Uh, Bob's been out there for a long time. Bob, Bob on. Me. <laughs> and, and Brandon. <laughs> I mean, I've been out there for <laughs> since I was like seven. You know? Yeah, I yeah. Was, so, uh, yeah, I mean... Uh, and so, yeah, it, it uh, it's going to be a great, great, great weekend coming. Nothing to say, do you? We no, got I nothing have, I else. Don't, I mean, we got some stuff, but we I got know, some. I know we're so we close. got some good stuff. We 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 want to save some uh, some stuff for the off season. We got to ration our uh, topics a little bit because yeah. we got, we got a lot we want to talk about, but we can't waste it too much because we we got to figure out how to get through an off season. We've only done. Uh, this is our ninth episode, and we're already having to go through the dry season here in the winter. <laughs> but we'll we'll figure out something to talk about every week. Oh, we got some stories. I'm telling you guys, we got some good stories. So. At least I do. I don't know, Cooper. So. Next week we're going to be covering the oh yeah we got some good stories. <laughs> Next week we're going to be covering the um, the uh, the end of the uh, GNCC season and kind of just post that. But then after that. After that, after next weekend, we're going to get into some stories and and uh, just get into some silly off-season stuff. Talk about current stuff going on, but then we're going to get some some good stories. Maybe we'll maybe we'll even break out the story about hey, ladies, would you like to see a cartwheel? <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez, yes, that would be that's that's a that's one of rings right up there on the top. That's for sure. Yep. If you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. All right, guys. So I think we're going to cut it off at this point in time, uh, unless you have anything else, Brandon. No. Um like I said, if everybody's going to the GNCC this weekend, good luck. Be safe. Um, send us some pictures. Uh, feel every, every, like I said, feel free to message us. Uh, we got some messages over the weekend, like we said at the beginning of the show. And uh, yeah, when you when you guys message us, that's awesome. We really appreciate that. Yeah. We appreciate the feedback. We appreciate the the knowing that uh, we're not just talking to ourselves over here and seeing some fake numbers online. <laughs> yeah. Even if we suck, I guess just let us know. But the fact know. that people, the fact that we're seeing people listen, and the fact that we're seeing what people like the most, because yeah. I can see when you guys are turning it off and turning <laughs> it back on and fast forwarding it and whatever. But um, uh, it's awesome. So um, if you're at the GNCC race this weekend, if you're at a local hair scramble or anything else, uh, make sure you tag us um split line off road on instagram um hashtag split line off road uh send us a message shoot us um comments um we make and post uh comment on our post talk to us tell us what you want to hear and for this week for episode number nine we are out peace
shout out to the seven deuce deuce. <laughs>